This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Let's get right to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, welcome Casey Stern uh, back to the show here on Ben and Woods. Always enjoys Casey's work, including his unfiltered podcast. Casey, welcome back. Good morning to you. Morning, boys. How we doing? Okay, doing well, man. The about spending cities, yeah. New York and yeah, San look at Diego. Us. You we're, know, we're the same. New York, San Diego, the 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 premier destination for free agents and big money. Casey, it is, uh, if you've ever seen the, I, I love the show Seinfeld. Even still, yeah, the episode of The Opposite yes. where George <laughs> says. I'm doing the opposite and feeling the opposite of every instinct I've ever had. That's Jerry. right. That's right. That is a Met fan day because this is the opposite feeling of every instinct and feeling we've had as Met fans throughout our entire lives to not have the Wilpons who were dubbed the coupons for treating the New York Mets like the Milwaukee Mets and to now Yankees the Yankees in a certain way in this and really look it doesn't guarantee you anything except happiness right now if you're a Mets fan we're winning the offseason Jerry we're winning the offseason yeah I'm George I'm unemployed and I live with my parents <laughs> hi I'm Victoria I mean it's just, it's <laughs> just unbelievable right. it's a great great cop uh talking to our pal Casey Stern here so I have seen I'm sure you've seen the tweet going around too um you know look have the Mets improved their team Right, you lost to Grom, but you added Justin Verlander. You brought back Nimmo, um, and he, you know, you brought him back. He didn't go anywhere. You got David Robertson. You got um, you got Senga to replace Bassett, et cetera, et cetera. Are these upgrades in your mind? Or are you looking at at basically the same team just with different faces? Well, I think it's it's about the same, right? So it's a lot of money to be back where you were. However. You know, people need to be reminded, and most of these people, by the way, are not people like in your neck of the woods. We're talking about like Met fans, oh, yeah. I think, who are just, you know, they need to be reminded, you won over 100 games. So for all you didn't do and all the failures, there are only so many teams who have a chance. And right now in the National League specifically, let's look at it. If you're not a fan of the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies, the Padres, the Dodgers, and maybe the Cardinals, five, maybe 16. Yeah. You have no reason to show up unless you're getting autographs at spring training. That's it. There's no reason unless you can't get away from your wife or husband and that's your ticket out. A few hours with a hot dog and a couple of beers. You might as well save your money and wait till at least 2025. So the Mets are, yeah, they're relatively about the same. The one thing I would say is that, you know, Senga's got an upside that we're not you know, totally clear right now when he comes to the States what that will be. The stuff is certainly nasty. So, you know, could he and Jose Quintana be better than they got out of Bassett and Taiwan Walker? I think you could say that. Will Verlander pitch more than DeGrom did? I think even at this age, you could say that, right? You know, we know what wins are and what they aren't, but there were five wins attributed to DeGrom's name and not a lot of starts last year. And the other thing that I would say is, you know, twofold with the lineup in terms of improvements. One, down the stretch, and I said this to you guys as we looked ahead to that series where those two teams played each other. Look, Marte ended up coming back at the end and was in there against the Padres and actually performed pretty well. But when they lost Sterling Marte the last couple of months of the season, that was a huge reason why they were not able to hold off the Braves. The other part is Francisco Alvarez is the top prospect in the game and probably is going to DH every day for this team, get a chance to take AB. So could they be a little better? Yes. Are they about the same? Yes. Will you take it at 100 wins? If you don't, you're an idiot.
Talking to Casey Stern here on Ben and Woods, and uh, Woodsy brought up this tweet. Kind of, it was a funny tweet this morning, but there was some always that kernel of truth behind it. It goes like this: Mets spend eight hundred million in payroll. Media, wow, this is great for baseball, showing fans you want to win. Nimmo's worth every penny. Padres spend two hundred and fifty million in payroll. And eh, this type of spending is not sustainable. They'll have to trade Tatis, overpaid for Bogarts. Is that the case, though? I mean, is there any blowback in New York over the Mets spending? Is there anyone who's going like? Uh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this or none of that at all. Well, I don't think there's any of that. And I, 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 I'll be fair with this. I think because it's the Mets, not the Yankees. The Mets spent so many years, guys, not paying like they were a New York team, right? And, and so many you know, different things said by GMs and owners, so many bad hires of general managers like Brody Van Wagenen and all sorts of, I don't know if to remind you, of sex toys in a clubhouse, Mr. Met giving a finger to its own fan base. When you deal with all of that, and then all of a sudden, you've got an owner who's got all the pockets, who's a fan of the team and wants to win, and then pays up, it's hard for it to be looked at negatively because of the backdrop of where this team was. Now, that being said, think of what the expectations were last year. Buck Showalter was manager of the year. They won 100 games. They do everything they did, and they were seen as a disgrace right? Because they blew a lead and they didn't win the division and then they didn't get past the Padres. Imagine what the expectations will be now for this coming season. It's it's crazy. We're talking to our pal Casey Stern uh, here on Ben and Woods this morning. Casey's the host of the Unfiltered Podcast, one of our favorite guests we have. Uh, Casey, so now you look at what the Mets have. What do they need right now? You're looking at, because, you know, look, for all the moves that we've made here, um, getting Xander was was incredible. You know, we've, we've got a couple pitchers that were already here. We got those guys back. We're feeling pretty good, but we still have some needs, right? We still need a DH. We need maybe a left fielder. Don't know what's going to happen with Tatis, all of that. What do the Mets need to do to get better uh, in 2023? Well, they need to continue to fill out the bullpen because you know that your innings with Verlander and Scherzer are going to have to be, you know, monitored. I mean, yeah. we saw a situation, obviously, Padre fans know about where the Dodgers get Scherzer instead of them, but then Scherzer down the stretch, right, says, hey, they pitched me too much, I have dead arm. And a year ago, Scherzer gave up seven runs to your baseball team, yep. in part because he had an oblique issue and it was tired and he's 37 years old. So when you've got those situations at the front end, you have to make sure to have a bullpen that's deep because you can't be relying on Edwin Diaz, who may be the best closer in baseball, and I think he is, to be giving you more than three outs a game because you want him down the stretch to be as strong as possible. So I think that's number one. And number two is they have to figure out what they're going to do with Alvarez. And I think, you know, to me, the answer is he's got a DH, lefties, righties, and venditties, as I like to say. I don't care who's pitching. And you've got to play him every day. If you have the top prospect in baseball and you're not sure whether or not he's a catcher, but you know he's a hitter and he's got that kind of power, he's got to be in the lineup every day. Don't have to tell a Padre fan when they look at the likes of the Tatises in the world and even the Kims and many others over even the recent years who have come in and made immediate impact, what it can do to a baseball team. Alvarez could end up being more of a difference for this team than any of the pitching or any of the moves they just made if he's as good as being that number one prospect in the game. Casey, I, I think it's really hard in Major League Baseball to have three outstanding teams in the same division. Uh, two years ago, in the NL West, the Padres were trying to keep up with the Dodgers and Giants, 107, 106 wins. Just wasn't possible, and they ended up you know, falling off the map in the second half of the season. What kind of dynamic are you looking at in the NL East this coming year? Oh my God. Uh, the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets, all basically all in, but it's hard. You can't 
there won't be 300 win teams in the same division. It's just almost mathematically impossible. You're looking at a lot, a lot of tums for Davey Martinez. That's number one. A lot. Like, I mean, an exorbitant amount of Pepto-Bismol because the Nationals are just terrible. And when you kind of do the juxtaposition with what's at the top of the division, it makes it worse. I think, really, you're looking at health being a major factor. What's Bryce Harper's health? When does he come back from the Tommy John situation? If it's in the middle of the year, can he only DH? They'd like Reese Hoskins, obviously, to be the designated hitter, but they can't do that if Harper can't be there in the outfield. And what's the health of that situation with Harper? The Braves, last year down the stretch, I thought the injury to Spencer Strider really hurt them. What's the health and the situation of what it's going to be like with life without Dansby Swanson, who I do think will leave, and can Vaughn Grissom, who's just a kid, just step in and go play shortstop every day and be successful for them. And then for the Mets, I think at the front end, you're trying to basically bubble wrap Scherzer and Verlander to get them to the postseason, where, by the way, let's be fair, neither are a guarantee. Verlander just won his first ever World Series game, and in a five-inning performance, gutsy, don't take anything away, but it is what it is. And Scherzer was just terrible the last two times that he's been there in those must-win games, September into October. So I think the health of those teams, the age of the Mets, biggest question. But clearly, again, you want to talk have and have not. You're not a Padre, Dodger, Met, Philly, Brave, sometimes Cardinals. You better all the time not pay anything for tickets because it's going to be a, a world of hurt for the fans and the rest of the team. Well, 2023 should be very exciting. And who knows, there, there could be another collision course in October yep. between the Padres and the Mets. I know the Mets would love the chance for a little bit of revenge. Who knows what will happen, but Casey, uh, we'll be following it all year long. Appreciate it as always. Thank you so much. Anytime, boys. Be well. Appreciate it. You too, uh, pal. Casey Stern. You can follow him at Twitter, at Casey Stern, C-A-S-E-Y-S-T-E-R-N, in the Unfiltered Podcast as well.